You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 99. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Wherever you are and wherever this finds you, thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time checking out the show, welcome. We're glad you are here. If you're a returning listener coming on back, perhaps member of the Super Secret Podcast Group, well, thanks for coming on back. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe. If you want to leave a comment, or uh, that'd be great. For sure, review. We always appreciate those. If you'd like to, I don't know, show notes, if there are any today, if there's links, will be at thelongerhall.com slash episode 099. 99. That means 100 is coming, and it's a good one. Feeling? It is a good one. It's going to be great. I'm excited. How are you, sir? Uh, you know, um, good, just busy like everybody else in the world, but, uh, but good. Yeah. I think everybody, everything's pretty good. We're, we're gearing up for D now here. Oh yeah. Which is a pretty, is that next weekend for you or coming up? Weekend after next. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, wow. But, uh, just super, uh, super crazy, super busy, you know, with that. And so in the midst of that, of course, Wendy is going through some medical stuff. So she's about to have yeah. surgery, you know, um, full disclosure, you know, I don't mind sharing my life out there. Um, but, uh, so that's kind of a big deal in our family right now. Um, but yeah, yeah. D now, man, I'm telling you, dude, it is, it's the busiest thing we do, but we we're super, super encouraged. You know, we have to get so many host homes and so many, leaders to help it's a weekend getaway if you don't know what d now is it's an amazing weekend where you're able to um kids are able to come and they spend a night with a host home and it, it's always a good good thing but uh but you have to have lots of volunteers for this thing and this year man we just really went into it praying hard that god would provide everybody super early and so far we're getting there so we're really glad about that. <laughs> You're like, so far, uh, we're, yeah, we're ahead of pace, you know? And, That's good. And uh, so, w- which means less stress, which means more room for creativity and all that's super encouraging. So we're thankful for that. That's awesome. Yep. But that's, yeah. that's my world right now. D-now. Dude. Just D now, D now, Wendy surgery, D now, Wendy surgery. <laughs> yeah. Wendy surgery yeah. really is, is in first place just for the record. But, uh, but you know, yep, yep. Well, that's Chris and uh, I'm Jody, bunch of youth pastors. Yeah, I'm, I'm the better, all over better the of the two of us as far as youth pastors go. I'm the better youth pastor, um, but uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. And a magician, dude. I've got some sure. new. Well, you've been doing it longer, so I, man, I've been good. learning some new iPhone type magic. That's ridiculous. Like it's, is it called Instagram? No, it's not. Instagram stories that disappear after a certain amount of time. No, it's not. It's better than that. Okay. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it man, yeah. But we're we're just youth. He's he's Jody's in California. I'm in Georgia, and we just love we love working with teenagers, and we love the idea of getting to do it long term and experiencing yeah. longevity both in your the church that you're serving, but also if you feel called to do youth ministry well into your forties and fifties and sixties that we can talk about those type of things as well. So that's what we're all about. Cause Chris is in his sixties. Not true. Not true. Almost getting there. I did see Close a shirt on like social media. Like it's the, <laughs> it was like a picture of like your odometer rolling over and uh-huh. it was like 49 rolling into 50. And I was like, I need that shirt. <laughs> Like that's <laughs> you can only wear it for one year. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Then it's then it's uh then it's a youth group shirt. Then it gets taken on a mission trip. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's good. Cool topic today. Important topic today. Talking about encouraging and equipping uh, your youth volunteers. Yeah, and um, yeah, 
I think it's something that's often neglected. Yeah, we've got a girl, got this girl, Erin, who works with you. And so, which I'm glad you recommended her. And um, it really did turn out to be a great, it turned out to be a great episode. And I think everybody, they listen up, will maybe learn a few things, you know? So it's well, well worth your time. This is one of those episodes that's just super simple and practical, which I love because, you know, anyone can take that and do that. I think you'll come away with some homework today if you do it well and if you listen well and I think regardless of your context, something you can do and, and, and kind of really almost implement immediately. Yeah. Which will have, uh, have dividends for you long term. I don't know about you. I thought about, I think about this a lot the last few weeks, especially for us on Wednesdays have just been a little crazy. And I just sit and I watch the, our volunteers, whether they're leading small groups, they're working like our new student tent or just crowd control, just hanging out in the game room. Like, I'm just amazed that anyone shows up, right? Like that they continue to come and pour in and invest in students. And heck, I'm amazed half the time that students show up with all that's going on and competing for their time. Um, I'm just blown away and it's incredibly humbled to be able to do ministry and life alongside people who love teens and just keep giving. Um, I hope that's something I never, never take for granted, but yeah, I agree, man. I, I big time. I mean, you know, you know, my heart, you know, big time on that as well. I mean, I, I yeah. love getting to do what I do. I always refer back to the <laughs> the uh, the movie, the rookie, uh, the baseball movie, where where the the older guy ends up realizing he can throw really fast, and he's in yeah. minor league baseball, and he's trying to make it back up into the bigs. And there's this great scene where. He he goes on a walk and he he finds like a mate like a like a uh, like a kids league you know like a playing baseball just a bunch of kids playing baseball and he just watches the game and the next thing you see is him in the locker room and he talks to one of his teammates and says hey man you know what we get to do today we will get to play baseball you know it's like don't forget that you know and I think it's easy at times for us to forget yeah man we get. There's a lot of crazy that goes on with this. I've been dealing with some crazy this week even. But at the end of the day, it really is kind of awesome that we get to work with teenagers. Super cool. So I love it. Yeah, good interview. Really helpful. Um, I think Aaron, I know Aaron and personally, obviously, and she does a great job for us here with our volunteers. And so I think it'll be really helpful um, for those listening. But we do have sponsors that we'd love to mention to mention before we jump into the interview. Yeah. Couple folks. YM360. I'm on their website right now. If you're listening uh, in time, they're having a warehouse sale right now. <laughs> and so all their, my book is like $7.99 right now. And uh, a bunch of their books are like really cheap right now, which means I make less money on it. Thank you very much. Uh, but <laughs> I make like <laughs> 10 cents less. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, man, it's a great deal. But what I'm really excited about with YM360 is their Christmas Devo that's coming up. And I'm telling you, why would I be talking about that? And it's not even October. Oh, it is October, but it's not even November yet. Is because you'd want to order it in advance and get copies for your students. And all of y'all can go through this thing together. It is good. We've done it. It's solid. And uh, so go check it out. Their camp, not their camp, but their Christmas devotional. So super good. Yep. So head to ym360.com. Be sure to use the promo code Longer Hall. You save like 20%. I don't know if you save 20% on the warehouse sale, but that would be great. I also don't know if you can save it on camp, but I'm pretty sure you don't. No, you don't. No one is. No one has told us that they've tried it or not. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> as in, I know you cannot. <laughs> But camp's already a great deal anyway, man. I know. I so know. anyway, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So big time. Also big time. Thanks to Georgia Baptist Friends and the uh, Student Minister Network, and then our 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 our, our brother, our our helper, uh, Alec Ammons, who does our graphic uh, every time, and just a solid guy. If you're looking for a very reasonably priced graphic for a game or series package you know where you've got like title slide like you've got some and and you're just not gifted in that or even if you're wanting an idea for like a t-shirt or if you're wanting to redo your branding totally 
this guy gets it. I'm telling you, he's really good. Uh, he's doing all of our stuff in our student ministry. And but reach out to Alec. We'll link to him in the show notes page and or check us out on, you know, if you want to try to get him, get him on the Facebook page. So just let me know. I'll connect the dots for you. Cool. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Should we jump in? Let's do it, man. Great up, ep- great episode. Great, great interview. All right, here we go. Here is today's episode with Aaron Wells. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Well, what's up, uh, Aaron? She, uh, you're on the show, right? Actually, uh, so fun fact: we've talked about this before, but. Um, Chris and I are never in the same room when we record. That's especially true now that we're like on opposite sides of the country. Aaron uh, is actually here near me, also not in the same room. Like so, still not in the room. Still not in the room. Correct. Uh, not in the room out in the desert, but even even further out in the desert. I have so. a theory as to why that is, though. I, I suspect it's because she spends five other days a week working that's, in close proximity with you. That's and probably true. She's a hundred percent fine. Actually, it's six. We actually work six days a week together. (laughs) It's a hundred percent okay with her on a Friday to not be around you. Yeah, you're one the one day off that we get. She's like, I'm not gonna see you today. Yeah, yeah. But she woke up kind of early to be here, so that's good. It's true. On my day off, Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks for jumping in. Um, Most folks won't know you. Um, Do you want to take just a minute, kind of introduce yourself? Maybe talk a little bit about how you ended up doing youth ministry, what you kind of do now. I think that'll set us up real well for what we're talking about. Yeah. So I uh, have always loved students. And so I really wanted to work with students. So when I went to college, I studied math, which makes perfect sense. Um, And I became a math teacher. Um, So I worked with junior high and high school students teaching the math. And all the while I was doing that, I was serving first as a volunteer in youth ministry, mostly with junior high. And that became a paid position part-time because they didn't want me to leave. And then that became a full-time paid position because they really didn't want me to leave. So I started as a volunteer and then just um, kept going until I transitioned into full-time youth ministry. And now I focus on small groups and summer camp. And math. And math. No, tutoring. Lots, lots of free tutoring. I do yeah. help a lot of students. Sort of. I mean, the book of Numbers is in there. That's Aaron's favorite book, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible, the book of Numbers. She loves it because uh, of the math thing. That's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, that's good. It's good. Um, I can't think of another thing I would probably hate to do more than anything, <laughs> and that would be teach math. <laughs> Two middle school students. <laughs> like, I love oh, middle school students. I could think of things that... But I wouldn't want to teach math. Yeah. To the, I couldn't, first of all, because I'm terrible. But, yeah, that's amazing. I wouldn't want to teach... Uh, what would I not want to teach? I wouldn't want to teach middle school band. Oh, yeah. That would be... I've awesome. been to a few of those performances. They're bad. Yeah. Mm, they really are. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. So... Uh, yeah, so Aaron works uh, with me out here in the desert, the High Desert Church, and uh, Anne does a great job with our small group. She was here uh, before me. She predates me by quite a bit at HDC, um, and she just does a great job of encouraging our volunteers, whether it's um, at camp or on an ongoing basis, our small group folks. And so when we started talking about um, some topics and things, actually, not, it's been a while, Chris, since we kind of talked about doing this at some point, uh, but, yeah. but having Aaron come on and kind of talk about that, because I do think it's something that we often don't do well at um, and certainly don't take the time to be intentional about. So um, I know, Aaron, you told me you had a few things that you had a list of things. I do. I have a list of things. I tried so you, to go with the alliteration, but I failed. See, look, I'm wearing off, Chris. I'm wearing off on her. Oh my gosh, Chris hates alliteration <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's great. It's it's so much better in life when things alliterate. Well, so where do you want to start, Aaron? Is it is it helpful? Because I haven't seen your list. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can give you my list. You can ask me a question. I don't either way. Okay, so let's do this. Where? What do you think? Like, so, I've got a question. I've got a question. Okay, what's on your list? Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do you think if if we're going to start this? If you're talking to a new youth pastor, let's say there's uh, somebody listening who's fairly new or at least really stinks at encouraging. What is like? Where's a beginning point for you in that conversation? <laughs> So the first thing I wrote down was communication, because I think that is a really great place to start, um, because volunteers really like to know what's going on. And so finding ways to communicate well with your volunteers is really important. And it's also very difficult because they want to know, but they also don't want to open an email. So (laughs) finding the best way to communicate with your volunteers is really helpful to make them feel appreciated and needed and that uh, things are going well. So I think there are a few different ways to do it. And I don't know that we have figured out the best way, but communication seems really important to me. Yeah. And we've, we've changed even that, even since I've been here like a few different ways. And I think uh, probably more than one way is helpful. Yes. So what are some examples like of, of ways that, you have and are right now? So we do use email. Um, it's not always the most effective, but there are a lot of people that that read them. So that's helpful. Uh, we did try fancy emails and I think that worked less <laughs> than just a regular email. I don't know why. I think opening a fancy email is fun, but um, we also have different tools. Like we right now are using an app called Slack, which allows us to have different channels for different um, topics. We've also used GroupMe in the past. Um, and a simple, if you have a smaller team, just a group text on your phone with your numbers is a great way to communicate with everyone. Yeah. Chris, what do you use? Uh, email. Email really? with a with a follow up remind text mm, if yeah, I need yeah. to, but I don't I don't over I don't overuse that. Yeah. Um, so I try to be careful but but if it's something I really need to make sure they are reading, I'll send out a follow up and say, hey Super important email. Uh, really need you to look at it. Yeah. Um, kind of deal. And uh, uh, I, I actually, you know, I fall into the camp of not fancy emails. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, and that's probably just because of the way I'm wired. Um, as a matter of fact, my my emails to my leaders each week are super simple, super straight to the point. Um, I try not to waste any of their time. I try just to say. And it's not necessarily a waste. That, that, that's that's probably not. That's that's a little passive aggressive to say it that way. But I, because I don't know that it necessarily always is um, a waste of their time, literally. But I, I try to I try to get the, I try to build a reputation in the long term that when they open my email, they're getting straight to it, and all I need them to do is just look at that one part. Here's the information you need. But it goes back to the communication, Aaron, that you're talking about that I think is super important. Um in order to, you know, be an encouragement to them. I will say this too, if we could rewind for just a second, for anyone listening, be sure you're hearing this one important, important thing about what we're talking about today. And that is simply if you're in a, if you're in a place where you have a hard time getting volunteers, you really need to do good at, at what we're talking about today. Um, you want to build a culture where volunteers are appreciated and encouraged. And over time, if you're able to pull off what Aaron's talking about, that will ultimately lead to number one, leader retention, volunteer retention, meaning you keep them, you know, for a longer period of time, but it'll also lead to them talking about how example that we're talking about right now, communication, it'll talk, you know, them cause them to say, Hey, Man, we get great. We're always communicated really well. Um, they're always quick to tell us what we need to know, and uh, so that that's super important in this process. But but Aaron, I think you're right. Communication is huge, and it, communication feels like the simplest thing, but we don't do it well. Like we make a ton of assumptions that everybody knows what's going on, um, and then 
and then they don't know and then they get frustrated because they don't know and then you're right Chris then they then they quit or then you can't you can't find and anybody who's a parent will know the frustration of you know when when man when things aren't communicated from school or from the team or if you're even just a, a parent in the student ministry and uh, in the past you know and you're not in charge of it like gosh it's just frustrating not knowing it's hard we we say this a lot uh, or I say this a lot like I want to make it really, really hard for our volunteers to fail at what we're asking them to do. And one sure way to make sure they fail is not tell them what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think that's a great place to start for sure is communicating well. How else, like, so I know we do that, Aaron, for like our week to week folks. But when you're thinking, because we take, we will take volunteers to camp that we don't necessarily have week to week. Are there ways that you would communicate to them differently for camp and special events. Um, typically it becomes a one-on-one communication where whoever's connected to them is sending them a lot of texts and things like that, uh, because they aren't super connected to all of our processes and how we communicate normally. So usually it's whoever has pulled them in will be the one to communicate with them. Yeah. And then, and I think just, uh, being again, it just goes back to being intentional, regardless of what that looks like. So. Hey, have y'all found? Um, also, here's here's another question. You know, you mentioned uh, I, I kind of got a twitch in my eye there for a second when you mentioned like group me, <laughs> um, oh, <yeah. laughs> like a little. It, it, I got a little like little twitch. I I I'm just not. Have y'all just? Have, I mean, do y'all feel like most people like that, or am I just grouchy and old and crotchety? Because I, I can't, I, I just don't like being in those group text type things. And I feel like if, you know, especially if, if you've got a large number of leaders in that group text and, you know, there's always 10 of them that think they're really, really funny. Right. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, do y'all, have y'all experienced that? I mean, and does that happen in your Slack as well? No, actually, I would rather that it did. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm trying to so find Aaron a way. Likes fancy emails <laughs> and lots of goofy jokes on group messages. Okay, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Yeah, we'd have a blast hanging out together. Yeah, you can tell. So. <laughs> I was trying to find a way that we could communicate together and have a little fun, but no one likes fun. So no group me yeah, uh, jokes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say, I think it comes down to a little bit of purpose. Like I think when it, most of the time, I think we just have to be really mindful that when it comes to like, so if I'm in a group me with, uh, I don't know with with a bunch of people, and the the purpose of that is more of just like random stuff, right? Then 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 maybe it gets a little a little crazy and annoying. Yeah. But if the purpose is largely just to communicate like really important information, it seems to to be a little better. I think though, there's value, Chris, in having a little bit of that goofy stuff and just community among your team. Um, and and sometimes that plays out in uh, in GroupMe or in, in Slack and. But we haven't really had a ton of that, mainly because Erin's <laughs> not fun. She's a math teacher. So all her jokes are number jokes and nobody gets it. <laughs> I will say we had an, something happen a couple weeks ago where normally I think if we didn't have the Slack, people would have texted one of us to find out what was going on, but we didn't really know the answer. Uh, and so they had posted it in Slack and it was solved in a matter of like 45 seconds. So it was really helpful to have yeah. that where everyone can see what's going on because there was someone that knew the answer that I wouldn't have known had no knew what to do. So it was, it was helpful in that way. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Cause it, it kind of removed us before, before we could even really kind of weigh in. It was already answered. It was great. Okay, so communication, uh, super important. I think that's a great place to start. What else do you have on your list? The next thing I have is training. Uh, 
So when you are recruiting volunteers, I think one thing I hear a lot when you're trying to pull people in is, oh, I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. And that might be they don't know the Bible well enough or they don't know teens well enough or they just don't feel equipped to um, lead a small group like they feel very like they're not ready. And so training is super helpful and important um, for the leader to feel just ready to go and equipped and that they know what they're doing. Um, Obviously, none of us are ever going to feel like we're 100 percent perfect at what we're doing. But I think training helps a lot. And a big thing um, that we like to do is find out from our leaders what how they would like to be trained so that we're not necessarily just hitting the same things over and over. Um, this was a big deal with camp because we will have probably usually around a 50-50 split of leaders who have come to camp before and then new leaders. And so we had to figure out a way to make sure that everyone is being trained well, but it's not redundant for those who have come. So I think training and figuring out how to best train your leaders is really important. Yeah. And I think too, like, I know we've asked a few times, like, okay, where areas that you feel like you're not so great in. Obviously, we see areas that we could do better in that we want to be intentional about. And is there like, what would you say, frequency of that? Or is there a certain, like, is it is it more ongoing, you think, is more helpful? Is it kind of one-off training? In the past, we were training once a month, which I think might have been a little overwhelming for our leaders. Um but then we had tran- like transitioned into quarterly, so it was four times a year, and that wasn't quite enough. Um, so this year our plan is to train right before a new series starts, which will end up being probably around every five to six weeks. And I think I'm hoping that that's a good, not too, not too little, not too much. We'll see how it goes. Um, having them be connected to something specific that's happening is helpful. So when, when it was once a month, we, every fourth week, we would not have small groups. We would have a big event for our students. And so it was connected to something specific. So people remembered when it was the four times a year, wasn't ever something that was like consistent and had something it was connected to. So people would forget and it wouldn't. So I think having, having it connected to something that they can remember is helpful. Chris, how often are you doing training? Uh, not near enough. Um, but I love that idea (laughs) of tying it to like, if you're going into a new series or if you're going into a new, uh, Bible study emphasis or whatever that might be, you're changing, you're turning the page on what, you know, if you're in a certain curriculum, if you're going on to the next topic kind of thing, uh, that that's, that's clever. I like that idea a lot. Uh, we're not, we're, we're not, yes. it's an area of, uh, it, ironically, you know, this is, we're, we're in the middle of evals right now. And I just had my eval this week and it's one of the things that, you know, I have to, currently own up to because there's just some transition things happening and uh, culturally, you know, in terms of the time and all that stuff, the, the same things everybody struggle with. When do you do it? How do you do it? All those things. Uh, but yeah, there's no sure. question that it, 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 there's great value in it. Um, we're starting to change the dynamic here a little bit as far as making sure we're giving them more quality training when we do. So have trying to have, you know, someone mm. that's an expert speak on, you know, something, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but making sure that, that, that happens. I will say, you know, one thing I learned, it, it, it was about maybe five years, you know, into, into my first full-time gig. I eh, probably went five. It was probably like three, uh, where I, I finally figured out that how I approached that, in my own way of preparing and making sure that again, like I talked about with communication earlier, not wasting their time. You know, if I'm going to ask an adult to come up, you know, to the church 
or stick around and give me time wanting to make sure that I sure enough have, uh, that I'm sure enough prepared for that. So it's just huge. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And I think too, like regardless, training has changed for me over the years, like how I've done it, depending on my context, the number of volunteers, schedule, time of year, like all those things. It's going to look different. And I think it's something that you're, you should always be evaluating um, on what you're doing and how you're doing it. But I think you should be doing it. I think that's the key. I know, I know a lot who just don't do it. Um, and then, then that's when you end up in trouble and you have frustrated. Again, you're, you're having you're, just the same thing with communication. They're frustrated because they don't know what's going on. And now they're frustrated because they don't know what to do. Um, and so that's good. That's good. Okay. So communication training. Number three is tools. So one thing that volunteers love are things to help them with whatever they're doing. So we have come up with just a lot of different things that can help uh, depending on what they're doing. So in the past for a small group leader, we had boxes that had all of their supplies in them, things like that. This year, one thing I'm really proud of that we did was we made a small group leader field guide and it has lots of places for notes, um, lots of information about students and where they are and um, just some things to help them. And it's all in one place. There's a place for their roster. And so it's something that they can hold on to for the year and um, have information that they're gathering uh, all over the course of the year. So it's all in one spot. Um, for summer camp, we have lots of things that we give them um, at the beginning of the week. We give them a bag that has just things that they would need for camp, uh, like air freshener and um, <laughs> uh, cards that they can write to their students and things like that. So we just try and give them whatever they might need so that they don't have to think of it because they might not. But if they have the tool, they'll use it. Yeah. And I think so that the field guide is like a little spiral bound thing. It's not super complicated, um, but I think it's been good. Our, our kids, have res- our students, leaders have responded well to it. Having that, I think, um, I think we also have like cards. I love what you do with the cards. So we have like postcards yeah. that are made and available for our leaders so they can fill those out at small group and they just turn them back in and then we mail them out for them, um, which is really helpful. And even like when small groups were starting, um, Aaron had the small group leaders. We had cards for them that just kind of said, Hey, welcome to the group. So excited you're here, whatever. And they wrote all those ahead of time, hand wrote those cards, and then turned them back in. And so as kids signed up, or as they sign up for a group, then those cards get mailed out throughout the year. Um, so they're getting a handwritten note from their small group leader, even though a small group leader probably doesn't remember writing them. Um, but it makes a big impact. So a lot of those intentional things, that's good. That's real good. I think, I think a lot of that is just, again, making it really hard for them to fail and, and giving them... Um, plenty of options and tools do you guys uh do y'all do y'all do y'all schedule um do you schedule out when you're going to do something is there a moment of intentionality at some point where you say hey we want to do something and i'm thinking more along the lines of encouraging so obviously there are moments where it's tied to oh we're starting small groups or we're going to camp but other moments of encouragement or do y'all um, schedule those out? Yeah. So the last thing on my list is appreciation. Um, and we do uh, schedule things to an extent sometimes. So at the end of the year, we'll do something for them at Christmas time. We will do something for them. And then in the middle of the spring, we know around like the end of March, April is like, we've just been going for a long time. And so that's another good time to do something very intentional, uh, maybe a little bit bigger for to appreciate your leaders because they've, they've been going hard all year. 
So we do things like that. Um, and then we'll do random things too. So one thing with appreciation, I learned when I was a volunteer that there were some times when I would feel appreciated and other times when they were trying to appreciate me and it didn't really help. It didn't really encourage me because it was just not connected to how I really feel appreciated. So a big thing for me is figuring out how people feel appreciated and making sure to do that for them. So there are some leaders that love to receive like cards and notes and things like that. And they love that they feel appreciated. There are other leaders who really love when you take time to take them to lunch. Um, that, but for me, uh, the guys, when I was volunteering, they would want to like appreciate me by taking me to dinner or, you know, stuff like that. And that was just more time I didn't really have. So finding how to appreciate a volunteer is really important. So Aaron does a really good job with that, especially at camp. Um, <laughs> so will you talk a little about how you do that at camp? Okay. Um, so for camp, uh, We have figured out that different things are happening for leaders over the course of the week. And so one thing I do in the very beginning is when they are signing up to be a leader at camp, they fill out a form that tells us things that they like. And it's just simple, like your favorite snack, your favorite sweet treat, your favorite drink, things like that. The best part is that they never remember that they have given us this information. So when they receive the things that they love the most in the middle of the week, we hand it out on Wednesday. Uh, typically they are like so amazed that we knew what to give them, which is hilarious because you told us, uh, but that always helps them feel really, um, just encouraged in the middle of the week. They have like a Coke and Oreos and that's their favorite thing ever. So we make sure to be specific and get exactly what they like. Uh, this can be dangerous because when they've been coming three or four years, they realize what you're doing. And so they try to make the most off the wall request that is really hard to find. Um, but they're still amazed when you find it. So we plan ahead and that stuff is purchased like the 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 week or so leading up to camp, um, and all ready to go so that on Wednesday we can hand those out. Um, we also give them, um, tools and something to use with their students. So like on Tuesday, we have like a game and a snack for the cabin. Um, so just being really intentional to make sure they get something. Uh, we also, come prepared with a bunch of snacks and drinks available. So every day during free time, the snacks and the drinks are sitting next to us and we will call them over, check in with them as we hand them an energy drink and some Cheez-Its. So all of those things are really helpful just to make them feel appreciated and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, one of the things that I heard over and over and over from our our camp counselors this year was just how appreciated and loved they felt. And it's largely because of that. Um, just intentionally, our, our lead pastor went with us <laughs> as a camp counselor. And uh, so, so he goes and Wednesday rolls around and Aaron gives him his, what was it? Coke and Oreos, right? Yeah, I think it was. And uh, he was like, Oh my gosh, guys, how did you know this was my favorite thing? Like he's like totally, blown away he's like and then (laughs) going on and on and on about it and then finally Aaron was like I mean you wrote it down in the form when you signed up (laughs) it's so funny so funny and we do something similar like on a on a weekly basis too we we kind of set up uh an area in a room uh, on Wednesday nights for our leaders and so we will um Aaron will we'll usually start the night just before small groups with a, a short little kind of stand-up meeting with uh, with our small group folks, just letting them know what's coming up or anything that special. It's super short. Um, and then we have snacks and some, uh, some drinks and stuff available for them there too on Wednesday night just because we know there a lot of those guys for sure are coming from work or, you know, it's been a long day rolling in to volunteer with students. And so just trying to help theirs. Has been really good, and uh, I think it's been appreciated. So I have some other thoughts. I'm, I'm curious what y'all think about, you know, so Jody, you know, I mean, 
we know that we have listeners that are all over the map as far as size of church, you know, and if people listen yeah. to us long, uh, they'll start to put two and two together that we happen to be in larger settings where you have larger, you know, a larger number of volunteers. Does this really matter if you, what, what if you have only two volunteers? There's probably someone listening that has two, five, maybe 10, you know, volunteers. Do these, see, do these same type of principles apply? Yeah, I would say so. I say, I would almost say more so when you have less. Um, you know, I, we've not always been in a, a larger context. And um, in some ways, when you're in a smaller context, this becomes a little easier um, because you, you don't, you know, you can kind of really, really, really get to know your volunteers really well and, uh, and love on them better. But you certainly, when you have less, you don't want to lose any. And, um, and part of recruiting more, I think, is making sure that they're, they're encouraged. And, and again, you, I don't think you have to do, do it the way that, that, that Aaron is describing that it's done here. I think you could, um, you know, when we, when we took my first year uh, of student ministry, you know, we took like seven kids to camp and it was me and my wife and one other parent who, who was volunteer. And I made sure I was super grateful to have somebody just besides me and my wife there. And so, yeah, we went to the snack shack and a couple of times and got them something and handwritten thank you card after. And, you know, we didn't have a budget really to work with. So, I couldn't go and spend a ton of money buying things, but I didn't have to in that regard. You know, I think, I think regardless, um, and Aaron, I'd love to see what your thoughts are on this too. I think everyone appreciates a handwritten note. Yeah. I just think regardless of how you, you know, if you're a, I like to be taken out to lunch and time, I think a handwritten note of appreciation goes a real long way with everybody. And I think anybody can do that. Yeah. I, I will say one thing about, handwritten notes. Uh, if you plan ahead and you're paying attention to things that are going on as you watch the volunteer with their students, whether it's at small groups, a midweek program, the weekends or camp, if when you write specific things that you've seen, the card just means so much more to them. Because I think sometimes they, they think that we don't necessarily see everything that's going on, you know? And so Pointing out specific things is really great in those cards, especially we do that at camp. I will, at the beginning of the week, I'll just get my phone out. And as I see things that are happening that are with the cabins and I'll, I'll write it down so that I have something to write in that note. Yeah. I know for our, our high school mission trip this year, same thing. I did the same thing, you know, just throughout the week, being mindful and intentional to notice things stick them in those in Evernote. And then when we got back, I just sat down that first day back and just wrote some, you know, a note to every adult we took with us and with those specific things. And uh, I, I don't think that the size of your team, I mean, going back to the original question, I don't think the size of your volunteer team matters when it comes to encouraging. I think it's almost more important when you have less. Uh, it becomes, you know, the bigger you get, the, the, the more difficult it becomes to encourage, the more intentional you have to be, the more systems you have to have in place to make sure that no one's uh, being forgotten. So it, it becomes a, a bigger challenge. Um, but I think it's important. I mean, I think, I think everybody listening who's in ministry would sit there, would, would agree that it feels really good to be encouraged and appreciated and noticed even in ministry. And we, we rarely get that. Um, and so, and Chris, you've talked about this. We've both talked about this. Like you need to have a file in your filing cabinet. That's an encouragement file because any, any, any card or note or re anything remotely encouraging um, goes in that file because there are going to be days where you need them in ministry and your volunteers are no different. They need that consistent encouragement and because you can work with teens for a really long time and feel like you're not making a difference because you don't, a lot of times you don't see it in their their teen years. We, we don't really know until years after many times what, what God's really preparing and doing in a student's heart and life. So I think it's a great question. Yeah. I big time, I, I big time agree. And I, and I, and I think, I think ultimately for our listeners, I think where, you know, to big time simplify this, I think most people know if they're good at this or not, 
you yeah. know, and some people are intuitively, they're gift givers, they're note writers, they're just good at encouraging, you know, or good at thanking, uh, you know, some people just are not natural at that. I don't know if it's because they're introverts or what. I mean, I, they just don't think about it or whatever. If you're a leader though, and you, and you have people volunteering for you, even if you're part time, even if you're volunteering yourself to lead the ministry, it's an overall culture thing. And it's a simple question. You know, are you doing some of this? Are you doing something? And if the answer is when you look at your, your ministry that you're not doing really anything, well, that's really what we hope you'll get out of this episode today <laughs> is that you yeah. will start doing yeah. something uh, that you'll just start. To, you'll take a moment, brainstorm. And if, if, if you're not sure what to do, you know, get someone that is good at that. And I do that constantly because I'm not good at it. So I pull, you know, in a couple of folks who are good at thinking through those things. I'm like, Hey, like I want to, here's what I know. I want to do something. I need to do something. What should I do? And, and get a little help with that. And I, and I agree with the answer you gave. I, I think this, whether you have two volunteers or 50 volunteers, it kind of doesn't matter, you know, and whether you're able to spend a lot of money or not much money. Again, I don't think it matters. I think it's the intentionality. It's the culture that you're building. And again, I'll take it all the way back to the beginning, though, of if you're in a setting where you're finding it hard to retain volunteers or you're finding it hard to find volunteers to help you, this might be part of the recipe you need to create, you know, that you need to use to, to get this thing going. Uh, because it really does make a difference. Uh, I've jokingly said over the years that I want there to be a feeling that hands down the best place to serve in the church is in student ministry. Like there's just this reputation, like everybody wants to serve in student ministry. Now, it's not that I don't care about bed babies or I don't care about fourth graders or single adults or whatever. I do, kind of. But here, <laughs> yeah. but honestly, I really do want there to be this vibe of man, student ministry. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Part of that is you got to create a culture where you're where you're honoring and you're thanking volunteers. And Aaron, it sounds like you do a great job of that, and that's super encouraging to know that that people are feeling that, you know, and um, because I really, I, I really do think so. Again, if you're listening, man, just simple question. Are you doing something? Okay, if you're not, yeah. could you? What could you do? And maybe it's simply, when's the last time you wrote a, note, a handwritten note to your leaders, you know, um, mailed to whatever? Uh, maybe it's a $5 Starbucks gift card. If you, you know, what anything. Uh, just something to say, hey, I see you. And, I rec- and I'm not just in it to get something from you over and over and over again. I need you to show up for this. I need you to clean up after this. I need you to deal with that kid. That's a pain over and over and over again, but also, Hey, I see that you're doing those things. Uh, and then boy, that culture starts to shift. They start to love you, love you, love you. So I think that's a great point that if the only time they're hearing from you is when they, you need something from them. Yeah. You, they're, they're probably not going to stick around long. I know. I think that's, and I will say, you you mentioned something, too, that made me think of it. And, and this is one of the reasons I'm so grateful for Aaron. You may not be good at this naturally. Like This just may not be a thing for you. And it's it's not really for me. I've, I think over the years I've learned um, some things, hopefully, to do a little better at this. But, you know, hopefully there's somebody around you who can be, right? And so maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's another volunteer, I can just kind of help you take the lead on that and um, being mindful and being intentional, like it, it, just like anything, I think. But at the end of the day, you have to do something and lead out. Like you, you know, you can sit down today and write four or five thank you notes and mail those out. Like uh, when I, uh, when I was in college, I was, I, uh, I was working at an after school program and um, my supervisor, my boss at the time, who was not a believer, but she was super intentional about this. <clears throat> and she would, um, 
it, I thought it was so cheesy at the time. I look back now, it was amazing. <clears throat> but she would do these really long notes with like keywords that were like candies, you know? Mm. So I know you don't get paid much, but you're worth a hundred grand, which by the way is an amazing candy bar. Um, and, you know, just this whole thing. And then she would give me this little paper fancy bag of candy that was mentioned in the note and then the note. And um, it was, they were different ones kind of throughout the year. And I'm sure she'd done it forever and ever and ever. But that didn't cost her a dollar or two, you know, to buy a bag of candy. And uh, it was, and she did it for all the staff. It was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Well, any, any, uh, any other thoughts from either of you guys on anything as we kind of wind down? No, my list is done. <laughs> there you go. The traffic. I, that was like not alliterated at all. Well, it could have been, so you, except communication yeah. would have had to have been talking and that's weird. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Talk a lot. That's yeah. true. That is weird. No, I think what Chris said is important. Uh, make sure you're doing something, you know, and um, I, I, regardless of your context, regardless of the size of your ministry, you, this is an easy one. Like this, of all the things we talk about, uh, this is one of the easier ones to do, but it's not going to happen on its own and it's not going to happen on accident. And um, man, Chris, you're right. And this is something that we've talked a lot about even um, even as we're kind of evaluating because, you know, our, our volunteer needs and recruiting leaders is like, this is a culture you build over time. And when people are appreciated and they love what they do and they see the value in what they're doing, they naturally recruit for you. You just don't have you don't have to tell them to. Yeah. Big time. Big time. It's Good. beautiful. Well, Aaron, thanks a ton for being a part of being a part of the podcast. And thanks a ton for uh, tolerating Jody and <laughs> making him feel welcome in California. He is a true. Do y'all make fun of him behind his back about his accent and his southern ways? No, we do that in front of his face. Oh, there you go. That's smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's good. That's good. We're not. We're not hypocritical here. Just, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, friends. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget our our our, our amazing sponsors. Uh, man, we are super super blessed to be partners with YM three sixty. And the work that they're doing. Hey, I did see, uh, don't forget, man, they've got the new, uh, coming up the new Christmas devotional. I know that's coming. Uh, we've done that before in our student ministry where we order, do pre-orders for that. And it really is a great resource, your whole student ministry to go through that together. So don't forget those guys. And they go uh, quick. They go quick. Yeah. They actually do sell out at times of, you know, they have, yep. So, um, so it's good. Uh, and then uh, Georgia Baptist folks, thank y'all for for helping us as well. And and then my man Alec Ammons, if you're needing some t- some graphic work done, uh, something for a series or a, a game, uh, he would he would love to help you as well. So thank y'all for supporting what we're doing. Appreciate it. Absolutely, I think that'll do it for this episode, right? That's it. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.